Sorry, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash baconandeggs and consider checking us out on some of the great rewards tiers we've got set up over there or making a donation of any kind. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone. So if you have a couple of bucks to spare, anything goes a long way and we could really use your help to make this podcast the best podcast it can be. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carr. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're headed back to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. But this time we're once again in England. So take a look at that Thestral. And literally murder. Spoiler. Because we've got a special guest today. For Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Today we are joined by none other than our good friend from across the pond. You just heard her. You're going to hear her again. She goes by the last name Bakey. Uh, she's an incredible content creator, does all sorts of stuff, collects very cool things, recently went to Harry Potter World without me. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, her real name is Sophie. I'm going to probably call her Sophie the rest of the day because that's what it shows up when she emails me and we've been corresponding a lot going into this. Anyway, Sophie, who are you? What do you do? Welcome to Bacon and Eggs. We're so happy you're here and uh, tell us a little about you. Um, I'm Sophie, also known as The Bakey on YouTube. Um, or some people call me The Bakery for some reason or Half-Blood Princess. Um, but I Ooh. just make... <laughs> I just make Harry Potter videos as much as I can, make them Harry Potter related, but um, make references in there, do challenges, discussions. Not your normal, like, theory educational person for Harry Potter YouTube, more just fun and stuff like that. That's how we try to approach it. Theories stress me out. Yeah. So, <laughs> a little bit. You have to be clever. So we just... <laughs> You gotta be really clever, and unlike my brothers, we are not clever. So, we just avoid that entirely. So I definitely get where you're coming from. Oh, fair enough. Well, we're here to talk about the fifth and sixth Harry Potter movies. Not the books, mi- movies. Movies. We're talking about the movies. No, I'm, I'm saying this repeatedly will. to remind myself that we're talking about the movies. Do you not get them all mixed up in your head? Like, I can't, sometimes I can't remember which one's the movies, which one's the books, and it's just a big blurge in my head. Definitely. It, it definitely messes me up because Daniel Radcliffe in my mind, is Harry. And I understand a lot of people don't see him that way, but then when I read the books, I'm able to like build the world around, and the casting for so much of the supporting cast is so good. I'm able to build the world around like what I know they real life look like, and then in my brain, I can like picture scenes that never actually happened on film, mm. and it's, it's bad. But the books are way better. Definitely. Especially for this pair of books and movies. Wow. I'm just wow. going to say it now. <laughs> I'm made, I've made no secret over the course of this that Half-Blood Prince is by far my favorite Harry Potter book and it currently stands, I think, as possibly going to be my least favorite Harry Potter movie. <gasps> but we'll see. We'll see. Heartbreak I'm, Hill. I'm, Heartbreak I'm, Hill. I'm under, under the impression that our guest today really loves these movies and I want her to explain to me why I'm wrong. Not, oh. not right this second, but okay. as we go. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't just put me on blast for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to start with The Order of the Phoenix. Now, this movie was released on July 11th, 2007. That was 4,038 days ago on a $150 million budget, which is kind of a shoestring budget when you look at the, the, the next three films in the series. Uh, it made $939.9 million worldwide. It's U.S. dollars. Um, we have someone from across the pond. I must be very clear here. U.S. dollars. That was about $500 million million 
GBPs, Great British Pound. I think that's what it stands for. Great British Bake Off. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Some people say sterling. sterling. That's why I, I said in the intro. But I said bucks. That felt so weird. I've never said that word before. You said bucks. Fun, oh fun fact about the word bucks. I once convinced Seamus Gorman that it was called a dollar bill because the dollar was named after William Buck Dollar. Yes, it was, it was, that's where the buck we call and the bills bill instead came of notes from. here in the States. And uh, he was very confused about the fact that they call them bills. And I, I, I actually had him convinced for a second he was telling people that. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, now, this movie was pretty well received. Not as good as some of the others, but it got a 78% uh, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 71 on Metacritic, which is a significant below from where the others were but is still better than most of the movies we talk about i feel like wouldn't you say maybe around i don't know i can never keep these in, in like I can't that's a track. that's a high metacritic compared to the rotten tomato score it is it for certainly is um what was i gonna say man okay so we need to start with a quick binary review as a reminder for those of you listening at home for the first time very interesting episode to start on but sophie's a huge deal i understand why you clicked on her name uh instead of somebody weird like i don't know tessa netting <laughs> Um, <laughs> who? Uh, but we're <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or, or like Wheezy Waiter, who? Uh, but Sophie, we're super glad you're here. The binary review, what it is, is it's basically just a zero or a one. Does the movie, are you not about it or are you about it? One says I'm about it, zero says I'm not. Me personally, quick binary, I give this a one. I think it's going to be one for majority. You're about yeah. the Harry Potter films, aren't you? Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, we have yet to rate any of them as a zero, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I think Deadpool two got a zero. No, that was, that was the only Deadpool one. two. I mean, we've, we've rated movies as zeros, but like, it, yeah, I don't think we've rated any of the Harry Potter movies as zeros. Yeah, and I, I don't think we will. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like off the bat, this book and film in my mind are a little bit of a waste of time. I'll say it. I'll come out and say it. It's enjoyable, and I think it does a really good job of getting people into uh, the world really well. Like, I, I feel like most of this story, I don't really get the conflict. I'm hoping, Sophie, you can explain it to me, or Ethan, somebody can explain it to me. Like, it doesn't seem like the, the prophecy is that important, that it does anything, especially in the film. Yeah, I, I will agree with you in the film part, because they there's a lot left out toward this end of the series in the movies that was explained like in the prophecy and in later movies that it's just or later books it's just kind of like skipped right for lack of a better word but yeah go go ahead sophie what, no i feel like the prof yeah the prophecy was like they say it's about oh it could have been neville and stuff like that but we all sort of clocked on that it was harry it seemed a bit like um pointless but oh no Believe me, Hugh, many YouTube theorists I know make a living off of the line that it could have been Neville. Yeah. Like... <laughs> right, but that, that is a dead-end conversation. Like, it, it could have been Neville. You're exactly right. He was born at the end but of the lie to parents that have thrice defied Voldemort. Great. But, you know, it, it wasn't Neville. Fun fact. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if you guys caught on to this. Yeah. If you caught on any point during the Harry Potter books is that it's about Harry Potter. The boy who lived... <laughs> Happy 38th birthday, by the way, Harry Potter, as we're recording this. It is Harry's Harry's 38th birthday today. He's an old man. Yeah, he's got kids of his own. July 31st, 1980, I think. Anyway, Sophie, thoughts on the prophecy? Tell me tell me more about why I should care about the prophecy. Ugh, I, I can't explain that. I, I, to be honest, <laughs> with the prophecy, I with the film, I enjoyed that whole, like, seeing the um, prophecy as in the scene of it, with the Death Eaters and stuff like that, and it building into it, but I genuinely didn't see the point 
of the prophecy as much. It could have, it actually could have, do you reckon it could have just been left out totally? Well, left out. And what, I mean, the movie had to have like a final conflict. What would you have? Yeah, but I mean like as in if it didn't have it in a, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but is in it like we have it as Harry. We knew it was Harry and I know the theories around it could have been Hagrid. No, not Hagrid. <laughs> Neville. <laughs> Hagrid's the chosen one. <laughs> Hagrid is the chosen one. That's you heard it here first, that folks. That would be more interesting. That would have been a, that would have been Holy a crap. I'm just imagining Hagrid at the end of Deadly Hallows Part 2 going, All right, now you listen there, Tom. That's how we're not going to do it. I'm, I'm completely lost track of this stuff. <laughs> this is what I try it's to explain. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh but the but God. the film doesn't explore the Neville Longbottom yeah, situation. Yeah, so it's pointless at in the all. film. That's what I'm saying. But it, it, the only reason it's there in the film is to lead up to the final battle between like the Death Eaters and the Order. Right. It's 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 there in the film because it was there in the book. It makes yes, a lot more sense I'm, in the book. I actually like tell- watched the movies first, so I had no idea what was going on with the problem. Right. It's like this entire movie where it's like, okay, really, what we needed to happen was for Harry to catch up the other students so that when the time came, they could reasonably hold their own against yeah. Death Eaters. If if you like, haven't read the book, for, I think for this one specifically, but for these this one and and six, if you haven't read the book for this one, it, it's it's a worthless movie almost. Like because it, it, it's there's there's so much that you need the background for to be like okay yeah. this is what's happening because it's not obvious you'll be very lost yeah uh, and most of you them you do get a you do get an interesting villain and i think if this were to stand alone i think you take the whole prophecy out of it and you make the whole movie about a bunch of you know 15 year old kids who have a terrible teacher and the whole process of of getting around that and and taking care of her and yeah, d- that whole thing. What I think happened, and I've said this a couple times to different people with the books, so what it feels like happened with this Harry Potter book in particular is J.K. Rowling sat down and wrote from the minute that they get to the Ministry of Magic and then finished the book. And then she was like, well, crap. That was only, I don't know, 300 pages. I still need 9,000 more pages. <laughs> Let me create this horrible, horrible, evil, awful character to give them some kind of conflict throughout the entire movie, but then just completely erase her from existence. No, she's not completely erased not, from no, existence. No, but she doesn't... Past the point where the centaurs take her off, she does not matter anymore. She's completely irrelevant to the final part of the movie. What are you talking... Uh, to the final part of this movie, yeah. But not to the story. I mean, she's irrelevant for the most part in the story. What are you talking about? She has the yeah, locket. Okay, but like... That, that was a cop-out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anybody could have had that lockout. Well, anyway. Lockout. I, I will lockout. say this. Um, I think... I think J.K. Rowling did better with uh, Umbridge than she did with uh, Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, Barty Crouch Jr. was like such a cool character, such a devoted follower, and then they just kill him, or the the Dementors kiss him, and he's gone. Oh, I think she did a better job with Umbridge than she did with Voldemort. Oh yeah, Umbridge is genius. Like th- this is one of the best written villains ever in anything. And the way that, in the film, the way she does it is so good. Like I was watching it the other day, and like that is the best bit of acting. I've, I've seen so the way she just holds herself is crazy yeah. so she and i really don't like children she and emma thompson are like best friends and 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 like neighbors and so emma I, I, what i was just gonna say it's my understanding that the actress is like a really pleasant person yeah yeah IRL. yeah mm. yeah she she and emma thompson are like best friends and she uh, i guess apparently emma thompson went to her and and was like i need you to not take this the wrong way but you have to try out for this role like you're perfect for it and she is perfect for it there's there's no other person on earth that could have possibly fit that part better. 
You know what I pictured? And it, she looks very similar. Do you remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. The secretary. Or to the principal, or the vice principal, I can see or whatever. That. I can see that. That's who I pictured. Cause, but yeah, because she's described as being very toad-like. Right, and 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 this is another just—it's another piece of brilliant casting for the adults in Harry Potter. Even the kids are great. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like the kids were picked in the first movie. Right. Like this five movies down the line, they're still proving that they can they can pick these secondary characters and and give new life to the movies. Right. And Emma Thompson, so, so, man, what a great actor. So, Sophie, you, you love this movie, correct? Uh, I have mixed feelings, surprisingly. Okay. I, I feel like it's, you, I normally skip the first 30 minutes <laughs> to go into, but I think I love the, I love Harry in it. I really do. I think, like, seeing what he's going through, really just, that, yeah. that's the only reason I would probably watch The Order of the Phoenix, is just to see yeah. what he's going through, and how he's, Dumbledore's just ignoring him and stuff like that, and how angry he's getting. I really like that, and, like, obviously, since the Goblet of Fire and Voldemort's coming back and no one believes. That's all awesome in that. Um, so I, I love that part of it, but the whole umbrage and stuff, um, I'm not for that. I sort of love the ending of it. Interesting. So you don't like the umbrage thing? Well, I... As in, like, I can respect the umbrage thing, but, like, I get it's hard because... Yeah, the umbrage thing is fun her. to watch. Yeah, you're not meant to stand her, but that's the... That's why she does it so well that you can't stand her because you're not meant to. So that annoys right. me. But and then oh, I don't know. Like some points, of, like bits of it are just pointless. Um, but that's majority of the Harry Potter movies. They have bits in there which you think they could easily not put in there. But oh, I'm just you mean like Quidditch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. The, the, in in the movie as well as in the book is like the movie is just two and some change hours of stress. Mm. It it really the is. same with the book is the book is like eleven hundred pages of just me being stressed because nobody's listening to Harry. Umbridge is constantly calling him a liar. Like he's obviously right. He won't do the lessons. And he's just being a brat about it. And the whole time, I'm just like, everybody shut up for 30 seconds and talk to each other. And and, and then nobody has to die. Or just, you know, use the mirror. I'm going to keep coming back to that. Just use the mirror. You know what I'm talking about. Did Sirius gave him to talk to him? No, no, no. We got to talk to the house elf. And then let Sirius get killed. I'm mad. I'm still bitter. It's been like like 14 years since that book came out. I'm still mad. The, really, the annoying thing is that, obviously, I think it's the Order Phoenix books. They explain why Harry has to be at the Dursleys. But they don't explain it at all in the movie. Movies, and I was just getting so frustrated of why they had to keep doing this and I think it's in the Order of Phoenix they finally explain it um that was one thing they really should have put in the movies well it's weird that he like I I've never really been satisfied with the explanation he has to go back to the Dursleys to protect them right no oh it's um, That's him yeah so it's Lily's sisters has I think it's either the house or is it her herself does he have to be near her it's yeah the the, the family oh so she, she she could just tag along next one <laughs> Uh, no, but it's like it's it's within the house as long as he can still call the house home because oh, okay. his family lives there. He is afforded certain protections. Mm. I'll tell you one thing. They, 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 even in the books here with this movie, like there's obviously the huge turning point at the end of four where like Voldemort is alive. Oh crap! Like that's real deal now. Dude is alive and well. And then in this movie and in the book, they just introduce a bunch of random characters. Like, who is Tonks? She's a member why of the Order of the Phoenix. Right, but, like, why do I care? Because they needed more people for the Order of the Phoenix. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like she doesn't add anything to the story. Especially not in the movie, where all she, literally all she does is, to like, change her hair color and get a pig's nose. Well, yeah, I mean, she's like she seconds. has no purpose in the movies. Like, they, they did not need to leave her. Yeah. Um, but it, this, so this movie... 
definitely has its moments. Um, the pacing is whack throughout the entire thing. It's the best way I can describe it. Is the movie is very like frenetic, and but I still don't feel like it told the story. This is the one that has the music video at the end of it. What? Well, it's not actually a music video, but like Voldemort's going through Harry's thoughts and he's like shaking on the floor like Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. like Voldemort will show up on screen and he'll be like, ah, ooh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's accurate. Ooh. That is this movie. And like the the even the background behind Voldemort is like, you know, it looks like a, just a like, a like a Windows Media Player visualization. You remember those from like 1994? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a little before our time. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I will say, this movie does introduce a character that I think is brilliant, not just an umbrage. There's another villainous female character who I think is cast perfectly and is wonderful in Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was the second choice. Fun fact. Behind Behind the woman that ended up playing Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, yeah. In six. Did she become pregnant and couldn't do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they were like, well, I guess we'll get Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, crap. She's perfect. And then she just, like, lives the role. Is, yeah. is Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, she seems like, like she, the only cool Death Eater as well. She could be the, the most pleasant right? person in real life, and I will only ever see her as Bellatrix Lestrange. <laughs> like, watching her in Ocean's 8 was weird. Be, being, like, yeah. a normal person. Relatively normal person that isn't evil. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, so there's, there's really good moments. Uh, this movie is is almost worth it alone just for that one scene where they're in Dumbledore's office and everybody and Snape and Dumbledore are like arguing back and forth between each other and and you can see Harry start to like go lose his mind a little bit and then when he shouts look at me at Dumbledore it's, it's like that's a really tense moment I think Daniel Radcliffe handled that really well and it's it's like it's moments like that throughout this movie that make it worth it to me that's similar with me that's why I enjoy the movie for scenes like that of the I in the books people get so annoyed with Harry in this but I actually liked it <laughs> I get annoyed with Harry in 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 this book. He's oh, the like whole series it. is like Harry Potter, and then if he just spoke up, none of this would have happened. <laughs> yeah, it, just make your make yourself known. D- d- practice <laughs> occlumency. Like I don't know. It's 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 a very frustrating book, and I get that it's supposed to be like oh, man, angsty teenagers, nobody listens to us. They just call us liars, man. But yeah, like, it's a bit a bit. They didn't need to do it that much. We knew no one was listening to him, but it was a long time. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because it's the longest book, and this is, I think, the shortest movie. Yeah. Uh, and it it didn't really feel like the shortest movie. It, it felt like a drug on forever, even though everything moved super fast. Because it was very similar stuff. It felt a lot, I don't know, repeating? There's a lot of repeating in there. I feel well, like they've a, already gone through that. Right, and there's a lot of, like, montage scenes almost where it's, like, a lot of stuff happens in, like, five minutes and then nothing will happen for, like, 15 minutes and they do it again. It's the good stuff that lasts yeah. 15 seconds that you want to see more of. Right, it's like that the whole scene <laughs> where Harry's teaching them the, the, teaching the DA and and you it's interspersed with the cuts of, like, Filch and Umbridge trying to break into the room of requirement. Like, that is a really good scene. And I, you, I could have watched that for 30 minutes but it's like it's like five minutes and it's it's just the whole movie's a little weird it does we do get our first look at the at the david yates potter verse though uh the new the new guy the guy who is the harry potter director now yeah he's he's still the guy yeah he's still the guy he's doing all the fantastic beast movies but you you finally see the the final look for the harry potter movies it's got the same you know kind of score going throughout the rest of them it's got the same look going out the rest of them and it is a very good looking movie the score is excellent like i can't i can't fault it on those things it's more mostly just a plot thing 
for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The plot is like, it's just, it just exists. You know, like it has to happen for things to move on. But I feel like, and this is this is probably one of the few complaints I have with Harry Potter in, in total is that like, there's a lot of interesting and unique story for one through four. And then I feel like five and six are really just like, well, we got to write the rest of these books. He's got to go to school for seven years. And then in seven, everything happens all at once. I don't know. I feel like six is pretty important. I mean, he's got that one important scene at the end. Maybe in the movie. I, I tore through these books. I won't lie to you. They're all very blurred together right anyway, now. So you, so you still don't understand the prophecy thing. You don't like the prophecy. No, I think it's stupid. Why, though? I don't get it. How is hearing it change anything? What do you mean? I mean, how does Voldemort hearing it change anything? It doesn't. Then why was he so... <laughs> That's the Bent point. On getting he it. doesn't know what he doesn't know. <laughs> it just seems so stupid. Like it's such an unsatisfying thing. If you're an author, make the prophecy worth something. No. Why would yeah. it be worth something? That's the whole point. But is it is it just exactly the same? Harry was going after Voldemort beforehand. Voldemort was going after Harry and still it's right, going to happen now, anyway. Uh, a, A, now Harry knows about whether he knows what it is or not. He knows that he has special powers against Voldemort. B, he knows that he has to be the one to kill Voldemort. He was going to do it anyway. No, he wasn't. He was not. <laughs> he was totally going to do it anyway. No, he was not. Oh, yeah. Not Harry, was Harry all wanted in that limelight. He was going to do it. No, he did not. Yeah. He wanted... But I am the chosen one. <laughs> that was in six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He was thinking it I think out. I mean there's other ways that this prophecy could have happened. There was actually a scene earlier in this series where Trelawney grabs him and gives him a little prophecy. It could have just happened right there. And then Harry would have been like, I know I'm the one that's gotta kill Voldemort. And Voldemort could have been very interesting and a useful evil character instead of hunting one person and actually like just done evil stuff. But instead, he does everything to hunt Harry Potter. Right, because God knows because why. Harry he knows why. You know why. Because Harry's the one that's going to defeat the Dark Lord. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. Born of those who have thrice defied him, born as the seventh month dies. That's all Voldemort heard. But he never even hears the prophecy. It doesn't matter. He's not supposed exactly, to hear it. The prophecy doesn't matter. No, the matter. prophecy does matter. The fact that Voldemort chased Harry down matters. The fact that Voldemort heard part of the prophecy, but not all of it, matters. The fact that Harry understands why he has to be the one to die in place of Voldemort. To be the one to, to, to die in sacrifice. But in the end, that's not why. He has to die at the hand of anybody to kill the Horcrux. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, anybody could have killed him. To do with the prophecy. But nobody would, Voldemort's not going to let anybody kill him. Because he wants to be, because Voldemort is arrogant, he wants to be the one to vanquish Harry Potter. So the prophecy means nothing is what you're telling <laughs> me. To Voldemort, yes. The prophecy means nothing. Why is this a problem? It means something to Harry. What does it mean to Harry, Harry that he has to? Harry's going to go anyway. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Harry would do, Harry would do it. If Trelawney grabbed him in the third book and did that spiel and then added the other prophecy to the end of it, the fifth book would be completely pointless. Sure. The third book is pointless. Third book's not pointless. We get Sirius and we get the Marauder's Sirius Map. Sirius could have happened as a map side shows plot. Harry where, what? Sirius, Sirius could have happened as a side plot to four or five or three, whatever the new three is or anything. There's no reason that had to be the entire plot of a book. If we're going to talk about which ones are pointless. Oh, I mean, if, if I'm JK Rowling, I'm writing seven books about seven Horcruxes. Well, she didn't. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Fun fact. <laughs> She did not write seven books about seven Horcruxes. She wrote one book about one Horcrux and then a bunch of other stuff. And then <laughs> one book about another one Horcrux and then one book about the other five. <laughs> oh, crap. Like I said, the, the, the diary being a Horcrux killed by a basilisk fang is the biggest cop out ever. <laughs> she got to the end of six and she's like, man, I have a lot of these things left. 
<laughs> and I need something that can destroy them. Something other than the Sword of Gryffindor. Right. Anyway, I don't think the prophecy is stupid, at least not to Harry. Maybe in the context they put it in for the movie, but it's definitely not pointless in the book. It ensures that Harry You're doesn't pointless. give up. You know what, Ethan? You're pointless. You're right. <laughs> Fun fact. That's, a, that's all I got to say about that. So what did you guys like about the movie? What did you dislike about the movie? What were the standout moments? Any performances? Any characters, any lines, any scenes. I'll say, for me, something that has stuck out this read-through and this watch-through that I didn't really get in earlier viewings of this series is how much I care for Fred and George Weasley. They're and their whole send-off at Hogwarts is excellent. Yeah, in the movie and the book. Yeah, the whole fireworks thing just during the OWLs, that was super wonderful. Yeah, they're, they're V-important. I mean, Ron says it, I think, in the next movie where he's like, Fred reckons people need a laugh. I reckon he's right. It's, it's very true. I did need a laugh by the end of this book. <laughs> And this movie. <laughs> Speaking of the Weasleys, like Percy, like you don't even know what's going on during the film with him, but obviously with the book, you don't at all. You don't have a clue. Just suddenly shows up with Fudge. And you're like, what's going on here? But then obviously in the book, the trail and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. Percy. It was super. It's just another one of those things that they like. They they were like, we know what's going on. That means everybody knows what's going on. <laughs> Steve Clovis right. is just like, yeah, I got this. Totally, I can do a script. We're good. <laughs> And it just, it's That's not I explained. Think, I feel like the, what I don't like, and if they were ever to redo it, and I, I don't know if I hope they do or I don't, but what what's very clear with the Harry Potter series is that it is eight adaptations of seven books. And they're, they're like, they're all their own. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Order of the Phoenix is an adaptation of the book, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, not the sequel to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the movie. Yeah, that is very obvious in this one especially. <laughs> right. It's like they're they're very inconsistent as They're film. consistent from five onward because of the whole same yeah, director thing. All, exactly. And that's, yeah. Two is a sequel to one. Three and... I actually think the way we broke them up, they're surprisingly well coupled. Yeah. Did. Yeah, they are. Turns out seven and seven part two, <laughs> same story. Really well together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sophie, what did you what did you love or hate about this movie? Where does it where does it fall on your list? Where does it uh, how does it make you feel when you go to well, sleep at night? <laughs> do you do you dream about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix the movie? I just dream about the state moments in it. The occlumency lessons that that was I love those scenes there. I love the family tree scenes between Sirius and Harry. But uh, I don't know where I fall because there's so many. I think of stuff like that, and I think that helps the story grow. But then also so much stuff that just, like you said, is such a waste of time. But the Snape and the Occlumency lessons, obviously you need the flashbacks, but you don't get all the flashbacks, which is a bit weird because you, why would you do half of it? I think they just they definitely paint Snape a lot nicer in the films. They don't mention about the. Can I say the, the M word on here? The what? The mud, the mud blood. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they that's, that's a British that. insult. So I mean, is Sophie, okay there are listeners? children <laughs> listening to this show. I get so much stick for saying that word. Yeah, no, I mean Snape. This is in in the series. This is where Snape really starts to take a turn for the worse. And yeah, you're you're right. They don't really portray that as much in the movies. This is what I wanted to ask you about the Bakey. You're a Snapeologist, a Snape apologist, a Snapeist. You're a Snapeist. Mm -hmm. I tweeted about Snape not too long ago and you threatened to leave me over it. 
what what do you what do you mean you're okay with what Snape did? Uh, um, Tell me. This is the thing. Before I started my YouTube channel, I was just very like in the middle with Snape, and now like as I kept going on with it, it it just turned into a absolute over the top love. This I I'm one of those people who just block out what I don't want to hear about Snape. <laughs> so you about the fact that he bullied children. <laughs> you do realize and helped Umbridge poison them. No, no. Killed what was somebody this? without the... Severus Snape. The Dursleys like would have liked it's Harry. Pointless. pointless like the pro- say it again. Wait, what did you say? No, what did you say? I want to hear what your first. No, I said, said these these things that people say about Snape is pointless, like the prophecy. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Snape, without Severus Snape, the Dursleys would have liked Harry, and he wouldn't have been miserable for 11 years. Without- yeah, if Snape yeah, hadn't- that was, that was the point that I If made. Snape hadn't tried to kill Petunia Evans. Snape's it's weird attributing her a last name. <laughs> I'm reading Harry Potter as well as the Hunger Games recently. There's a lot of female characters named after flowers. In, in popular teen literature. It's cool. I just put together the fact that they're both named after flowers uh, this time I was reading it, which is probably the, the 11th time I've read the Harry Potter series. I was like, man, that's weird. He's got one daughter named Petunia, which is a flower, and the other daughter's, oh yeah, Lily, is also a flower. And just <laughs> rammed my head against a wall. I'm like, I'm- Well, at least Petunia and Lily are normal names. Katniss and Primrose are very strange names. I don't know if Petunia is a normal name. That's a normal name. How many people I- do you know named Petunia. Sophie, you're across the pond. I have no idea. <laughs> Do you have a, a, a dear friend name. named Petunia? Do you call no, him Chuni? No, never heard of Okay, well, at least Petunia is a word I'd heard before. It is a flower. I never even. I, <laughs> I know what a primrose is. I couldn't tell you what a Katniss no. is to save my no life. No one could. That's. <laughs> I think they named a flower after Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Actually, when you type in when you type in Katniss, she's the first thing that comes up. Wikipedia.org/slash/wiki well, slash Katniss underscore Everdeen. What do they look like? Oh, it's grass. Yeah, it's listed oh, as arrowheads. It is a, they're arrowheads. That's super clever. Oh, well done. Oh, oh. Well done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Suzanne Collins, I think is her name. Man, yeah. you're not that great at writing stuff, but like that was clever. What are you talking about? Those books are super readable. Yeah, they're super readable. They're not particularly well written or edited or, uh, I don't know, the, the, the second ones are bad. I know, I finished the first one and I was like, you know what, I might just put the series down. And then I picked up the second one and I was like, well, now I'm stuck. Yeah, I have my own. We'll we'll talk about Hunger Games some other time. I'm sure we'll get to those (laughs) movies eventually. And I could talk about how it is the weird exception to the rule where the second movie is better than the second book by a long margin. That's a little Hunger Games chat for you, Sophie. I don't know what your thoughts are there. I haven't read the Hunger Games, but I have. I'm learning things about... Is it worth the read? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have got I mean, Mockingjay is legitimately not a great book. it's, it's like 250 pages of Katniss crying about stuff, and then, then the rest of the book. So like Harry. No, they're all, I mean, yeah, it's worth, like, for the, for the cultural knowledge that comes from it, it's worth sitting down and knocking them right. out. And like, it'll take you a week to yeah, read Yeah, they're not, three. they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're not great, but they're not, like, unreadable by any means. They're, they, you know the story, they tell a decent story. I mean, there's just uh, some stuff that could be better about it. It's the same way Twilight is. Yeah. It's way better than Twilight. What are you talking about? Right, but, like, Twilight tells a decent enough story with a lot of stuff wrong with it. Right. Anyway, Harry Potter. I just, I don't have a whole lot to say about movie five. I'll tell you, it's forgettable because I watched it the other day in preparation for this movie. And I think it's probably the the second time, no, third time I've ever seen it. Second time I've ever like paid attention to it. 
I saw it in theaters and I saw it with Tyler at the beach one time. Um, and I've already forgotten almost everything that happens. Yeah, it was weird. I was watching this movie and I was like, I have never seen this before in my entire life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I do. Um, like, I, there were scenes where I was like, I have absolutely no recollection of them actually meeting in the hog's head in the movie. Yeah, it's definitely all. weird that you mentioned that scene too, because I was like, I've never seen this scene in my life. <laughs> I had no idea this even happened. And it wasn't like with Chamber of Secrets where I accidentally watched it with all the bonus footage. It was just, who am I, Hedwig? <laughs> what am I, Hedwig? <laughs> I'm so glad that's been made into a GIF. That's just like readily available. Oh. I drop things a lot when we do this podcast. Yeah, that's okay. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I think that's, that's you know, I, let's do some rankings and stuff. I'll tell you, when I read the book for the first time, I didn't understand what an order was, like, like in a, this terminology. Like an organization? Yeah, like, like, it, like a club. I was just like, what is the Phoenix going to order them to do? Oh, I, I was thinking, like... McDonald's order. What is the, like, like a Dewey Decimal System for Phoenixes. Phoenixes. I mean, that, that Phoenixes. could work, too. But either way, I didn't think of, like, secret club. Do you think they have jackets? Not, you know what's crazy is it's called the Order of the Phoenix, but it's really like Harry Potter and Dumbledore's army yeah. yeah i mean there's a lot you know, of things like, that you could have named this book other than harry potter and the order of the phoenix harry potter and the Prophecy. harry potter and the department of mysteries like anything or anything other than order of the phoenix yeah do you like the final battle between dumbledore and Vol- um voldemort in this i legitimately do yeah, yeah i think it's i'm really about it just when it starts yeah. to kick off it's and it's really well portrayed in the movie as well almost i think better than in the book because you just get the like confident nature of dumbledore where like, he knows he's got him beat regardless it's like, it's not yeah. a problem. But you also see how the powerful they both are as individuals. I think, is it the book that he gets like the statues involved at yeah. one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this was literally just like, oh, they can do all this with a wand? Right. It gives you, it's honestly like a preview into like why you should be excited about the Fantastic Beast series. Oh, yeah. Because it's not just going to be kids casting mm. the same three spells it's over and over again. adult like, magic TM. Right. Trademarked adult magic. Like the, the real deal. You know, and not just anybody, like the best wizards of all time. Yeah, we talked about that at the very beginning of our Fantastic Beats episode with Tessa. We're like, wow, Newt's good at things. And Newt's like really good at everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dumbledore, yeah, he's just like, all right, now, Tom, taught you better than this, you you scoundrel. And Voldemort's just like, are you are you kidding me? You you old fool? Like, obviously, I'm going to kill you. And and, and Dumbledore's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever, man, <laughs> whatever you think. Uh, but it's, it's a very good battle. It's a very good end scene. There's, there's a lot of cool scenes in the movie. There's just a, a lot of stuff in between mm. that isn't as cool. Yeah. Damn, you've made me think differently about this now. <laughs> well, how did you think beforehand? Because I just I just think of the scenes that I love to think about, and then I actually realize how much it's just... Right, it's like you can condense what I liked about this movie down to like, I don't know, 20 minutes? Just 20 minutes of just a bit of Harry getting a bit angry, and then... Right, some of the DA the scenes, some of the flashbacks, yeah. and then the Ministry mm-hmm. of Magic part. Is this where Creature, like, they introduce him? Yeah. Yeah, I... Oh. I want more creature. I want like a petition to <laughs> just no. Oh yeah, <laughs> just more. Creature. I don't care at all about any of the house elves except creature. Oh, he's the best one. Well, they tried oh. to they tried yeah. to leave him out of this movie, and J.K. Rowling was just like, "You can't do that. You can't. You're not allowed to." They and they're like do much on putting him in. That's the annoying thing. They should have if they're gonna put him in and actually tell the story behind creature. Or more about him because like in the movie he's just moping around and then he comes up at one point i can't remember what he's done he captures Morgongus and 
Oh, I feel like it, oh, there's so much about Creature in the books. I think that's more Half-Blood Prince of obviously Regulus Black taking him and stuff like that to the cave. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. that's what I like about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's like, yeah, yeah it, they tried to leave Creature out of it and J.K. Rowling was like, no, you can't leave Creature out of it. And they're like, why can't we leave Creature out of it? And they're like, you'll find out in, I don't know, 10 days when the seventh book comes out. Just, just wait. I promise. Because this was released like a week and a half before Deathly Hallows came out as a book. It was four days after, right? July 11th, 2007. Seventh book came out 777. Seventh book came out 2177. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yep. That's a little Star Wars reference for you. I don't know if you're a big Star Wars fan. 721. What? There was definitely a 777 thing. Well, it wasn't Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. There's a lot of seven in Harry Potter. <laughs> General. There is a lot of stuff. There is. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> July 7th, um, 2007. What happened? Uh, Benedict the 16th removed restrictions on old Tridentine Mass. They Venus Williams beats Marion Bartoli. Eva Longoria got married to Tony Parker. What a big day. So nothing happened. What he t- Something happened. I remember. It wasn't Harry Potter and the Deadly Hallows. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, there must have been. There must have been, Ethan. You just gotta... You just gotta believe. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I'm t- I know something happened. I remember seeing stuff about this. You know what? Somebody in the comments will be like, Josh Gotham is going to call me on my cell phone. That's somebody you don't know, Sophie, but he's a friend of ours. And he's going to say, you know what actually happened on, 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 on 777 is this, that, and the other. And I'll be like, you're so right. This is exactly what happened. It was a Saturday. So oh, no movies came out. It was. July 4th, Transformers was released. Like the first yeah. one? Man, that messes my brain up. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing came out. Let's, let's, uh, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the bakey. The bakey, what's happening well, with the we gotta, bakey. We gotta review the movie first. All that, but I want to review the movie first. So, we need to do, the villain in this movie is, I don't know, Voldemort? Umbridge. The Cornelius Umbridge. Fudge. Umbridge. <laughs> The villain is Cornelius Fudge. Okay, but manifested in the form of Umbridge. Correct. Yeah, but it's the ministry. It's the government. Okay, but is, if we're going to rank like, if we're a talking about if we're talking about conflicts, time villain. talking about conflicts here, it's like man versus state or whatever it is. Man, you just busted out some tenth grade college bound English. Anyway, I want to talk about Umbridge as our villain for the film because as far as screen time and who makes everybody's life miserable, etc., that's really who I think matters. Um, and if we're gonna give her a ranking, man versus society, man versus society, the whole that seems the more whole like a, dang wizarding world is the villain here. He has a conflict with Seamus. Oh, I know that's so stupid. Seamus Finnegan is the worst yeah. character of all time. Actually, me mom didn't want me to come back to Hogwarts. She reckons you're mad. <laughs> you're reading the prophet, huh? <laughs> That's our best English and, and uh, where is he from? Ireland? Ireland, yeah. Ireland. I can't do accents anyway, so I don't know why I'm laughing. But that's a muggle. Mum's you- a witch. Bit of a sugar and he found out. <laughs> I hate Seamus. Oh. Didn't you? Remember we watched them all and you, you like tweeted about it and the actor responded to you and was just like, what the f- man? No way. <laughs> it was not the actor. No, it was somebody who was on Twitter as oh, well, Seamus oh. Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, I guess, like a Stan. That was before <laughs> that Stan pages, funny. man. That was a while ago. I know, I know. I was also before I really had a, a following on Twitter. I, 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 you'd be digging deep to get to those. Yeah, okay. So anyway, what, we'll call Dolores Umbridge the villain here. She's top tier, man. Like, that woman's truly frustrating. What do y'all think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. On our scale from that... You're not going to understand, probably. But he's she's like a nine, honestly. Like, a truly excellently 
written villain manifestation of the state you know yeah man versus really, society yeah really gets down on harry that sounds bad she doesn't go down on harry but she, that freaking pen with the i must not oh. tell lies oh, yeah can you even oh my imagine gosh. like that would be so terrible oh my gosh the worst thing in the world it's the worst yeah, it's awful it, what is she, is she a slytherin no there's no way there's no way she loves pink that much having come from slytherin house what house is Dolores Umbridge in? She's got to be a Slytherin. Sorted into Slytherin, head of her house, with Horace Slughorn. She's also Half-Blood. Yep, and she has a very short wand, because uh, the short wands belong to those of stunted moral character. Yikes. Is that why this serious black wand I have is so long? Yeah. It's humongo. So Sophie Baker, tell us about your tell us about your stuff. Are your what what is your house? My house is Slytherin. So you're um, with Umbridge. <laughs> Uh, and Lucius Malfoy. Uh, yeah, we did and Draco Malfoy. Him. And Snape. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Slughorn. And Slughorn. And Merlin. <laughs> yes, Merlin. Thank God he Merlin's did a, a Slytherin. I didn't know that. Yeah, I recently had to talk somebody off a cliff about being a Slytherin. My girlfriend got sorted into Slytherin house, and she was not happy about it. So you just go for Merlin. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to tell somebody something. Like, <laughs> there, there are plenty of virtues to being a Slytherin. All the houses are, are like good traits it's just they had to pick one to have the bad people in them do you think they are all good traits or are slytherins really kind of villains i don't think so what are the traits i of mean slughorn like ambitious is like the main one off the top of my head cunning uh what else is that i just know ambitious. But like i feel like it's uh, it, it depends in which way you use it right and they all have skills like that it's like they're traits like that all the houses do mm. you can go either way of which way you want it to go so I suppose. I don't know, man. It just seems like when Harry was at school, it wasn't... Like, I feel like if she had written him a friend in Slytherin, in any way, even just sort of like an Ernie McMillan level friend, it would have been... I would have been more like, okay, so Draco's just like, just a total total douche. Right, like... I mean, I think that's the point of Horace Slughorn. Mm, she felt sorry. No, but Horace is still kind of creepy, too. Right, but he ends up being good. He ends up fighting. No, he's not. He does? I mean, yeah, he ends up fighting, but like... He taught Voldemort about Horcruxes. Right, and he regrets it. That's the best we get, all right? And he hides that information from Dumbledore, the only one who can stop him. Because he's embarrassed about the fact that he taught Voldemort about Horcruxes. I mean, Harry has to cheat, like, his own existence and abilities to get Slughorn to explain Horcruxes to him. Yeah, because he oh. really doesn't want to tell him. Yeah, because he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. I love Slughorn. He's I love guy. Slughorn. We'll get to Slughorn in a few Slughorn. minutes. But So you're a Slytherin. Do, yes. do you identify with it? Do you feel like that's true? Or are you one of those people that's like, I, I mean, I guess. I think it's... Uh, I didn't really get it at first, but I think it's actually quite like deep within me. I don't want to like say that I'm those sort of stuff that it seems like you're picking yourself up, but then I actually do that on like the sly <laughs> without knowing so i i'm proud to be slivering i should say fair enough we're, so we're both yeah i mean we're both ravenclaws here at bacon and eggs we are both ravenclaws living that ravenclaw life because we're we're just generally smarter than other people that's how we kind of like to <laughs> i just came up, up with slivering traits as being cleverness but i don't know if that's just this one well there's a big difference between smart and clever well not not in england well i guess there is but it's a different kind we, in america smart means intelligent which is what it mean what clever means in oh clever is just right? like being so clever for you would just be like within 
life like little smart no no i could see i'm messing them up now so your smart would be like knowledge of like how would you explain your smart to difference to clever clever would be like cunning clever is like street smart as opposed to book smart oh okay that, and I smart think I, has nothing to do with just wealth me. that's not that's not england that's probably just me man you are you are stuck on that one thing that our tour guide said in london seven years ago man no that's it's in all the british literature i knew you were gonna say this i knew you as soon as i said the word smart Ty's gonna be like, well, that doesn't mean the same thing. Smart means well dressed. <laughs> I would just use smart and clever as the same thing, which is probably bad. No, I mean, it's fine. I mean, you, you can do whatever you want. want. <laughs> Don't. But it's like clever. This is clever. Your, I can't. It's so your guess, world. Smart is the wrong word. Clever is not the same thing as intelligent to me. So cleverness is just cunning. So it's basically the same if you think of it in that way. No, I, yeah, I mean, I get, it depends. There's a. I did look this up actually. There's a bunch of different definitions of cunning, and only one of them is nice. Oh. Most of, most of them are like vindictive. So I, take it however you want. All the houses have the same <laughs> traits anyway. It's like ambition is used the same way Gryffindors talk about bravery. Yeah. Also, Gilderoy Lock. Still a Slytherin. I'm calling that one. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's not. He's a Ravenclaw. But he's not. But he's, he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah, but he, he should be a Slytherin. Yeah, it's the ambition thing. It's who you were when you were 11. Yeah, and I refuse to believe that Gilderoy Lockhart was not that person when he was 11. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's a very dynamic character? He's that guy that repeats your joke louder and everybody laughs at him. I do that. I know. But I'm not a Slytherin. Like you are in that respect. I'm just... But like, I guarantee you when I, he was 11, I, he, if somebody said something funny, he'd be like, Hey man, did you hear that? Did you hear that Rad Pitt joke? <laughs> what is that a reference from? It's, uh, it's, it's a Vine, I think. No, it's, it's like a Christian video. Like a, like a Jimmy Tatro. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said he's so cool in the last one. They call him Rad Pit. And then he repeats it, says that out loud. And then somebody was like, hey, did you hear that Rad Pit joke? <laughs> like, that is Gilderoy Lockhart. He's the guy that repeats the joke louder so everyone hears it. Oh, what a reference right there. Um. Okay, so you are a Slytherin. What is your wand? Um, that means wand, if you can catch it. <laughs> Uh, mine's an elm wood with a phoenix feather core, 11 inches, phoenix. and quite bendy. Mine's also quite Mine's bendy. also 11 inches, but I'm- Can you tell me about this? I don't actually know much about wands. Like, is this a good one to have? You know, the wand chooses the witter. The witter. The wand chooses the witter. And needs help understanding. <laughs> so, the wand chooses the witch, Mrs. Baker. It's not always clear why. So the the length doesn't really matter. Um, most are within the standard deviation. If it's really short, then you're like evil, and if it's really long, I guess you're not evil. But um, they're all between nine and fourteen inches mostly. And the I don't I don't really know about the wood or the core. I know that uh, unicorn is the the most standard. And you said phoenix feather. Yeah. I think phoenix is the most rare. Ooh. So it's it's something about like you have special magic sometimes. If I remember correctly, and then I don't know about the the bendiness. I guess it just means that you're you're a bendy person. <laughs> you're adaptable. I just feel like these aren't bendy at all. Did you buy any when you were at Universal? Um, I didn't actually buy one. No, I've sort of looked at them. What? No. Are you like into like buying ones? I've, that's the one thing I've just never been. That's so weird. I, you describe yourself a as a collector of things. And but I've got ones because they just happen to get purchased at some point but right. i feel like the ones are so hard because if i went into collecting them the price would be a lot and i feel like displaying yeah, like them 50 bucks a piece yeah and displaying them i would like to have them in a nice ordered fashion but that's gonna be quite tricky no this is the only one i have mm. i don't I have any i've never been to universal that. 
I want. You got Snape's. Snape's is the most boring one. <laughs> I want the ability to have my own want. That's the thing. I've, I maintain mm. this about Pottermores. They are missing out on so much money. Mm. How many different like varieties could it go? There's with this? there's a there's bunch. There's a bunch, but it's like it's not. The cores don't matter when you're talking about making oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> the cores are relevant. You need you need wood and length. I mean, I you you could for, you could forgive that one. <laughs> They seem to all be pretty solid. Mine actually looks awesome looking at this picture. I would love that. That's Mine crazy. Does yours have a weird, like, what is it? What does it look like? It's got, like, so it's a bit like Sirius's little patterns he has on his. And it's got, like, a little rope around it. And it goes all bendy. A bit like... Hmm, whose has that sort of bend in it? I don't know. Mine's got, like, a clear handle and, like, a hilt. It's got, like, a little ball about oh. midway up. Wait, it does? Yeah. Where's mine? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Can you, like, take a screenshot and send it to me? What? Yeah, I mean, it's... I need to see this. <laughs> what? Mine also has a little hilt, but not a. Ball. Have you seen Scabiol's wand? It's literally just a black stick. Who? Scabiol. I don't know if I say his name right because I, I never hear it in the, like the movies. Scabiol. Yeah. How? Yeah. That's Scabiel. what Stephen Fry says. Oh, okay. I was actually wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, audiobooks wise. Whoa. Yeah, that's. Oh, okay. It's kind. Of, yeah, I got the same end as yours. The like. Yeah. The. Yeah, the Benny. Yeah, little step down. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like an Ethan Edgehill wand. I don't want to, like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to come out here and be like, if Ethan had a wand, it would look like this. But actually, if Ethan had a wand, well, it would look like this. there's somebody in our Discord that's allegedly making them for us. I've seen them. Have you not no. seen them? Oh, I've seen oh, them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What does yours look oh, like? yeah, it's very cool. It's it's similar, but a little bit different. Let me, uh... I just, I, I literally little... just grabbed the picture and drug it into Skype, which was, I think, oh, the I coolest little... thing I've ever done in my life. Whoa! You can do that. Right? <laughs> That oh, I like, yeah, I like the little, I like the rope. That's cool. But we, yeah, mm. past the rope, we do have the exact same wand. <laughs> same structures as well. Look at the chest. Yours has just got a little weird. I don't know if I like to hold that end piece of yours. Yeah, it's got the like ribs. <laughs> 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 it's yeah, it's ribbed for someone. <laughs> Guys. How am I the one being Ethan. the most PC in this episode? I'm the one that's normally like, man. <laughs> Why does Tyler have, like, this document I have to open here? Yeah, Tyler. I don't know what happened. just didn't listen to what I said to do at all. I can't even find... Skype so on my computer cool. has this thing where it just it just doesn't show oh, me so what I want to see. So yours bends up. You have, like, a... Yours looks like a Severus Snape wand. It's got, like, a like a hooked Hold nose. Let me, let me pull this back in. And it's got, oh. the, it's got the Count Dooku handle. Why is it doing that? Why is it not doing what I want? Oh, my God. I, I I've got it that. in front of me, Tyler. I can see your wand. <laughs> okay. Okay. Put okay. your wand away, Tyler. <laughs> Listen, oh it's away. I kind of like that. That's quite cool. She likes your wand, Tyler. Mm. There's, as Can't we've discovered through the past that. two episodes of doing this, there's no good way to talk about wands. Mine's Especially 12 and a quarter inches. Three out of your four guests are women, and you're not. It's like, hey, oh, mine you want to talk about wands? <laughs> you want to compare wands? Y'all are not. Y'all are. The Lord is watching. I want you to know that. There's there's all the details on my wand. Cool. Neat. Neat zero burrito zero. You know what's crazy is I can close Skype and this conversation doesn't go away. That's what stresses me out. Yeah, but you know what does happen when you close Skype? All I can see of you what? is the top right corner of your face <laughs> and the microphone. Why? I don't know, but you close Skype and it was like I could just see the top right quadrant. Mm, well, I'm still here. Waving my <laughs> Waving wand. Waving your wand. All right, cool. And then uh, th at 
the bakey. What is your Patronus? Um, I don't know how I feel about this one, but it's a weasel. It's a weasel. Like a weasel. Arthur Weasley. Yeah. Which made me feel much better about it when I learned that Arthur has that as well. But then, I don't know, That's is, is so this a British cool. thing? That, like, you'd say someone's a weasel? Or is that just... I mean, like, I would yeah. understand what they But mostly because they of, said that. like, British stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's like, why I didn't like it at first, but then it's like, weasels are quite cute. I think they're adorable. They're like I don't think we have weasels in America. Is there like a way I can see what like an animal means? Like that's the, that's the crazy thing. I don't thing. think we just have these no. like just hanging around. Weasel meaning. <sighs> Where, where does one find... Weasels only live in America. What? What? Maybe. I don't know. No. Oh, Th that's a ferret. <laughs> Ferrets are apparently, according to this Wikipedia article, a type of weasel. The Mustelidae. The genus now, we, Mustela. we also have stoats. Stoats? Yeah. We apparently have long-tailed weasels. Mustela frenata. Oh, ferrets. Those are, the, those are the cat snake things, right? Those are ferrets. Yeah, least weasels. This isn't... This cute. is an unbent ferret. I'm looking at the picture of a long-tailed weasel right now, and this is a ferret that doesn't bend in the middle. That seems like a weird way to do it. Right, but you know how the ferret does the thing where it like squishes up in the middle? A weasel looks cuter cute. than a ferret. I'm yeah, weasels it. are much yeah. cuter. <laughs> what you want, I believe, is a stoat. Those are the cute ones. I've never heard of that. Stoat. Stoat. S-T-O-A-T. Stoat. They're adorable, and they're like Northern America and also Russia. Oh! Oh, they look exactly the same as a weasel. Or am I just got... They are a weasel. type of weasel. They look exactly the same as a weasel I just put up. So why have I... It might have been the same one. That's even more confusing now. Because what also am no I? Am concern. I a, am I a ferret or am I a stoat? Because I'm just... I'm branded as a weasel. The, the Maybe. stoat... I don't know. The like stoat... Okay, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The stoat, Mustela Ermienia, Erminia, also known as the short-tailed weasel or simply the weasel. Oh. In Ireland. in Ireland, where the least weasel does not occur. So I'm guessing that means you're a, a least weasel. The least weasel, or simply weasel in the UK and much of the world, is the smallest member of the genus Mustela, family Mustelidae, order Carnivora, and is native to Eurasia, North America, and Africa, and has been introduced to New Zealand, Australia, blah, 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 blah. You are, you're the least weasel. The least weasel. <laughs> And it, That's super cute! It's much cuter than a ferret. Why do people keep ferrets as pets? Why do we not keep this type of weasel? This is a much superior type of weasel. It is all about domestication, Ethan. Right, and I'm pretty sure you could domesticate this weasel if you can domesticate the gigantic ferret. This is a smaller, this, it's about the cat this is smaller than a ferret. Okay. And it's also probably less smelly and it doesn't bend. I need to clean this blade. Oh no, I did clean it. Anyway, I Sophie, congratulations on your weasel. I'm glad that you have accepted your Patronus for the adorable animal. <laughs> but not the traits that comes with it. I think it just seems to be of a bit of a weasel. That's why I, I would, I would it. assume it is. It is loyal. It is okay with British Irish relations. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if that's something you're okay with. Uh, friend to half bloods. Well, fun fact. Uh, according to to Pottermore, the Patronuses don't mean anything because when you. Uh, click on more about my Patronus, it tells you nothing useful. My Patronus yeah, is a West yeah. Highland Terrier, which is a small form of dog. Like, very small. It's a very expensive, very small, expensive form of small form of dog. We've been looking into getting me a Westie named Expecto, and they're very expensive. <laughs> very like, expensive. You can head on over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Or you can just send us one, and we'll, we'll in, take care In the of description it. for this episode is the link to the Buy Ethan a Westie GoFundMe page. No, there's not. I'm kidding. I would not do that. Jesus Christ. Wait, no, that would totally happen. People will totally fund that project. Yeah, but I would be a terrible person for that. By Ethan Westy. Just said, Ethan Westy. they might have cute little faces, but weasels are also bloodthirsty. Yo, that is so you. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> that is, I mean, I listen, you don't get a hundred some thousand subscribers. 
without being a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> anyway, what is your Ilmorny house? Fun, because we got to move on. Um, horn serpent. Gosh, you are, you are, you are ready to pounce. <laughs> She's snake not through and through. Like that informed in the Illumorni houses? No, me neither. I don't know anything about them. I know that I am a Thunderbird, and therefore that is the only house that matters. I am a Wampus? And therefore Ty's wrong. <laughs> also, Ty sorted himself Which... on the episode with Tessa Netting, and I called it as he was taking the test. I was like, you're totally a Wampus. She explained what they meant. I feel like... And I was like, Ty's a Wampus. And then he was like, I am a Wampus. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I felt like I felt like Wampus is like Hufflepuff, and you like we'll all pretend. No, no, no. Like, Hufflepuff oh, is definitely Pukwudgie. Oh, you're right. I got excited for the Horn Serpent, think it was to do with Slytherin, but I don't think it's actually. I think it's more. Is it more like when they try and relate so, it back? It's the Gryffindors no, of the Horn Serpent. No, no, no. Um, so from what I understand by the Ilvermorny houses, imagine the imagine it like a wheel, right? The the wheel has eight chunks. Okay, and then like your your north, south, east, and west are your Hogwarts houses, and then you just like shift everything over one turn, and the ones that fit in the middle are the Ilvermorny houses. That doesn't help me organize them. At no, all. but like so so one of them, <laughs> one of them. I don't know which ones like link up to which, but like say Thunderbird is the the combined traits of like a Hufflepuff and a Gryffindor. It's like the north northwest. Ah, uh, so not not specific to one. They sort of right. They don't they don't match two. up directly. They match up like it's some traits from this and some traits from this and ah and that kind of thing. Anyway, let's talk about Harry Potter and the um thingamajiggy. Harry Potter and the guy with only some blood. The half blood prince. It's an it's 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 a namesake. It's got nothing to do with his his amount what of blood. You, what are you sending me? What is this? Oh, oh look at that! Oh. I was exactly right. Cool. Oh. Look at that. Oh. Man, it's it's. I'm really. Is that's the, the Olympic, Olympic theme. theme. <laughs> yeah. They're both John Williams, so it always. I always think it's from Harry Potter. Because the <laughs> sounds like something that would be in Harry Potter. Also, I'm really yeah. glad I was right about this because nobody told me that's how it was, and I made all of that up. I mean, this, I just put this. I, I this. I, this is a Google search. This isn't like J.K. Rowling wasn't like this. I'm is just how saying it works. the fact that you were able to find this this diagram for the thing I was just describing, pulling straight out of my butt without any kind of backing up whatsoever, makes me very happy. Well, like some of these don't make any sense. Like, puck, you, hey, so what hey, I just found. You know what doesn't make sense? Your f-ing attitude. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Here's the thing is I pulled this out of nowhere. I literally, I googled Hogwarts and Overmorny houses and it came up with this nice little flowchart. But like this one connecting Puckwudgie to Hufflepuff is like, if you have loyalty slash patience, which are not the same thing, those don't mean the same thing. One of those applies to Hufflepuff and the other applies to Puckwudgie. They're not like, it doesn't make any sense. I can't tell, Ethan, are you laughing into the microphone or are you just shaking some water out of here? I can only see you moving. I can... <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm trying to make sense of this as well. You, uh, you want to explain the chart? <laughs> Are like intuition slash willing to listen. Some of these don't make any sense, but it's a cool little chart. We'll maybe include it in the I think, show notes if we can remember to I do I think that. this is trying to say these are the characteristics that each uh, of the Ilvermorny houses shares with each Hogwarts house. I think it's saying that if you are both like like because I'm Ravenclaw Wampus it, it's it, what's important to me is individuality according to this where you are Ravenclaw Thunderbird so you are into exploration of new ideas slash open to new that could also be true I have Which, no idea this is also probably not correct I mean I don't know that sounds pretty accurate for you Let's see, we've got Slytherin, Horn Serpent. Your loyalty of the mind? I don't even know what that means. Loyalty that's, that's of the mind. Literally just words. <laughs> that's literally just words. <laughs> you picked four words out of a hat and strung them together. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we are in a similar predicament that we were last week in which that we have an entire movie to talk about and not a whole lot of time. But that's okay because Half-Blood Prince is a lot of movie. Where nothing happens. Where not much happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike's at the end, a whole babies. bunch happens. You, here's the thing is I was talking to... I got your name. I mean, I knew who you were, obviously. And and you've been on my list to have on the show for a while. And I was talking to Seamus, and I was like, hey, who should we get as a guest for this? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know who loves five and six and totally wants to talk about those? <laughs> my good friend Sophie Baker. And I was like, yes. I'll, I'll Seamus yes. where he heard that. Because you're, you're a Snapist. Yeah. But, so, uh, given, some... given the opportunity, which ones would you have chosen? Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> like, I think the last one's the best one. Like, what? Is, I like that one. But to talk about because it's got the major joyful would be like the first one but then ugh, i don't know it's quite hard to choose to be honest now you make me think about like harry potter movies and like i just keep thinking back to the books and how much better they are and that's <laughs> the problem therein just... lies the problem i have with six is because it's like easily the best book but it's yes. easily the worst movie <laughs> I don't know. I think five might be the worst movie after the discussion we've just had. You're right, making me rethink like, this, but I feel like I just like it now because it's like the Snape scenes. Well, let, let me let me rephrase my statement. From the point of like, this is an adaptation of the book. It's the worst one. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in six that I absolutely cannot look past. And it's the only one I have trouble looking past the changes they make. I think the the thing that bugs me the most about Six the movie is that the, the book and the story all hinges on Draco figuring out this vanishing cabinet. And you could tell that Yates, the director, was like, okay, we need to make sure that he goes to this vanishing cabinet a bunch of times. And he has to rip Would the you... dang blanket off of it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> but, what you, but what you don't get is... The scene where he goes to, um, what's the store called in Nocturne Alley? Borgen and Burks. Borgen and Burks. The scene where he goes to Borgen and Burks, like, it's not clear that there's a vanishing cabinet in that set. Because you're looking at it, like, through a window at a thing that's kind of hard to figure out what it is. And, like, there's not much conversation. Really, all we see is that he walks into there. And to me, I believe when I saw this movie, I had not yet read the book. And I was like, this makes okay. absolutely no sense. Fun fact. It doesn't make any sense in the book either. You're not supposed to know that Draco's figuring out the vanishing cabinet. No, but you know that there is something in Borgen and Burks that he's getting fixed. Yeah. Yeah, you don't realize that in the book. You in don't? The, in the film. I thought it said it. No. Pretty sure it said that. Not from what I can tell. Anyway, you know what bugs me about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the movie, is that it was released on July 15th, 2009, which is 3,433 days ago. It doesn't actually bother me. I was just segueing into saying that. It was released on a $250 million budget, which is $100 million more than Order of the Phoenix, and um, all I can imagine that they spent that hundred million dollars on was turning the sun down, so that there's absolutely no light whatsoever or any kind of joy in any way at any point in this movie. I mean, you may not be wrong. It's supposed to look like a Brant, Brant painting. Is that what? It, is that the guy's name? Who? Rembrandt. Rembrandt. That's it. Yes. You sure? I might be misremembering yes. Rembrandt. Oh, no, that's pretty dark. Yeah, no, yep. I'm definitely not yep. wrong You're about not that. Wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to look like, and apparently they had to turn the color up in post-production because it was too I dark. I believe it. It's pretty freaking dark. Anyway, it, it <laughs> made a lot of that money back. It made $934 million American pounds named for Secretary of the Treasury William Buck Dollar. 
American dollars uh, worldwide, and it got an 84% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 77% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 78 on Metacritic. 78. You know what we generous. never did for the first movie? Breakfast food. Yeah, we never did breakfast food or a positive review. Positive negative review. Yeah, yeah, we did. Do we not? No. I don't know. We got them right here. I'm gonna skip the the other one. No, we don't, because I didn't talk about Anthony Lane. Or you didn't talk. We're about to talk about Anthony yeah. Lane. It was funny. Uh, I have a positive review. We both took a New Yorker review, but I did Bruce Dionis, but it, we never read it. Anyway, positive for Harry Potter 6. Uh, director David Yates presides over some gorgeous CGI set pieces, but all the real magic comes from the scrum of ace British character actors. Cliff Dirksen from the Chicago Reader. And I tell you, Cliff, you're not wrong. If there's one thing these movies do well, it is letting these actors get into these characters that are so out of this world, and I'm all about it, and I love it, and it stands the test. It, it, Slughorn is genius. Slughorn is absolutely perfect. I understand that the, the description of his appearance is way off. And that's really the only time that happens in this whole series. But um, I think the actor is genius. And, and I fell in love with the character. And I've always liked uh, this portrayal of Slughorn. I have a negative review for this movie from Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. Now, this may come as a surprise to some of you deep cut listeners. Anthony Lane's the guy that loves everything. We do like Anthony, Anthony Lane, Lane loves because he likes things everything like we do. that we love from The New Yorker. He's the opposite of good old Dick Brody. Uh, but Anthony Lane did not like Harry Potter 6. He said, all in all, despite the verve that drives the grander set pieces, it's hard to avoid the sensation of a film toiling over time to convince itself of its own solemnity. Can I ask you a question before yeah. we move on? I see this 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 uh, phrase a lot in our film review world. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I just like missed that day of film review class. But what is a set piece? I have no idea. I'm assuming that it's like the, the like the the setting i'm gonna google but, it i thought this was gonna be an opportunity for you to be like oh yeah so it's no, this no thing. a thing that has been carefully or elaborately planned or composed in particular a self-contained passage or section of a novel play film or piece of music arranged in an elaborate or conventional pattern for maximum effect so a set piece in this example would be the cave yeah from beginning yep. to end yep. that's a set piece i agree with that yep that makes a lot more sense the cave makes and everything that happens i learned something today um i did too so for those of you advancing your film critic education out there that's what a set piece is you see that word a lot the in these more movies. you know anyway this movie uh was okay it's a one i'll give it a one still i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna not one. recommend any of these harry potter movies to uh to a friend you know I, I do like them they are fun it's a pretty movie i mean all of them look really good especially like over time um mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's just like i guess as a movie by itself it's it's okay but like i just didn't like it because it is very different from the book that I loved, and I'm I'm gonna be that guy this time. You know, I actually really like this movie. Um, Ethan doesn't like it, and he thinks the adaptation is bad. I actually think the adaptation is pretty good. I'm gonna give it a one as well, uh, because at this point, I know I'm gonna give at least one of the next two movies a one, and it would just be weird to, to read, to watch most of the story on my recommendation, but skip one. It's not like Phantom Menace. You can't just skip one of the movies, and it'd be okay. <laughs> so, what do you think about this movie? Uh, similar with Order of the Phoenix again, sort of scenes I would like to always remember, but another scenes which is just, again, not needed. <laughs> which is like, I feel like now on this podcast I've discovered a lot more, because you obviously, I... Well, this is weird, because I don't really have real-life friends who are interested in Harry Potter, so doing this podcast and speaking for this long about Harry Potter has made me think about different things, where I just remember the stuff because no one's ever challenged me on that. So now thinking about this is it's heartbreaking. So but... wait, are we just ruining <laughs> Harry Potter for you right now? <laughs> no, because I'll just go back to just watching the bits I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Can we wait? Can we be your real life friends that talk about Harry Potter with you, or are you like, no, I, this is a rough <laughs> experience and I don't like it? Well, the intelligence level is definitely 
helped but yeah no i've i've, I've been so like selective now like it's been it's been a good insight to it especially well, i'll say i i really do like half-blood prince um i think it it nails the right points what i don't like is it like harry jumping around on the trains the scenes that it adds needlessly are a huge problem like i don't like that they just blow up the burrow for no reason yeah <laughs> Because that, I mean, that doesn't just create problems for the next film and the next part of the story, which, you know, at this point they should have known what was going to happen. Um, but it also is like, well, if, if Bellatrix and, and, uh, werewolf guy Greyback can just, yeah, Frenrir Greyback can just fly, God, you're talking about uncreative names, but if, if they can just fly to the burrow, like if that's not a protected piece of land, why are they hiding protect, there? Protect. It was, it was, it's a huge continuity. Yeah, it's supposed it's to be a huge canon yeah, it's a huge <laughs> Like enormous <laughs> because it's yeah it's supposed to be protected bellatrix no is supposed to just be able to show up right literal children <laughs> running around after werewolves murderers yeah. do you know that's something i do want to go yeah, ahead, i was gonna say like the whole grayback thing and lupin that would that would have explained a bit in the movie well which they um, explained how lupin became the werewolf lupin is so good i love lupin who doesn't love lupin yeah no they, that was still i think one of the best casting decisions overall of mm. the whole thing um well that one's so good because lupin doesn't have like a characteristic look like he i mean at the end of the day he mostly just looks like a ragged guy really you, you know, say like he, he doesn't, doesn't have a characteristic a... look that's a funny thing for you to say fun fact Why? is that he does have a characteristic look and it was characteristic enough that you may have not necessarily noticed it but it's characteristic enough that daniel radcliffe specifically insisted to the cast director in or the the costume director in movie five that he dressed exactly like lupin did in movie three while he was teaching the da scenes that's why he ended up in the card why do you say that that's an interesting thing to yeah. point out what was the reason he for just that? He, he felt like that was the most influential teacher on harry's life and so that's something harry would have done wait so harry is dressed harry as is lupin? dressed as lupin harry in book five in movie five is dressed oh. during the da scenes as lupin dressed in while he was teaching in movie three. Oh, that is an interesting thing yep. you're pointing out and that and then i i read that and then i went back and looked at scenes from three and i was like yeah you, you you're right that's that's correct that was a that was a Dan Radcliffe thing that he like wanted to do, insisted on. Because at this point, he's the only person still invested in being the character. Emma Watson, uh, when she made this movie, is like hating her whole life. <laughs> I think Rupert Grint was still in on it. I think he liked. I being mean, probably, Ron. but like, how could you hate being Ron? Rupert Grint is useless outside of Harry Potter. I mean, what do you, what do you need to do at that point? You're so. I mean, rich. true. Yeah, he was a million. What do you need to do? You need to do some cool Broadway stuff. You need to be like a women's rights activist across the but world. It's like, and that's the thing is like <laughs> they 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 are their characters. It's like I don't know. I think Emma Watson more than the others has has been able to break away from it. And I've seen Dan Radcliffe in other roles and not thought of Harry I, Potter. No, I I disagree with that entirely. Emma Watson like went and got further education and like wants to change the world. Dan Radcliffe wants to be oh, in the in saying. the spotlight and and you know still be that guy. He he obviously makes a bunch of crazy movies. He was in Swiss Army Man. He's in whatever movie that is about to come out where he's wearing a bathrobe and tiger slippers and holding guns in the rain. And I don't know what movie that is, but I can't wait to see it. He's in a and lot of And then Rupert really Grant like stuff. bought an ice cream truck and mostly doesn't do anything. <laughs> He does. He's gotten into stage work. Apparently, he's very. But it's good like at they that. are. They 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 grew up to be their characters. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So this movie, I think, more so than the rest of them, and and the same with the book, captures the tone of the year. It's like these these guys felt like they were acting like sixteen year old teenagers. And there's even that great video that went around for a while. That's like scenes from this movie 
cut as a trailer for a teen comedy. Oh, yeah. That is, is a funny one of the funniest one. things I've ever seen in my life. It's got that <laughs> Harry acting drunk with the pincers. Pincers. Isn't like Hermione acting drunk as well with the bit before she picks up the necklace? Well, not Hermione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Yeah. She was drunk after all the butterbeer. <laughs> and it's like there's, there's lavender brown coming in right there's a lot of that stuff that's done really well in the movie um that that relationship the tension between her and and between ron and hermione the tension between harry and Ginny. it's all done very well in the movie harry being the chosen one and hermione constantly smacking people with books it's, but so it's like good. okay so this movie D- david yates and, and i i want to point out with the malfoy thing it's like we spend so much time in this movie following malfoy around just looking at scenes of malfoy being emo and it's like this this movie series david yates has, has made it clear he's not afraid to use repetitive scenes and montages it's like you could have showed one scene of malfoy pulling that blanket off the vanishing cabinet like seven times and gotten the whole thing taken care of in 30 seconds just like whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 whoop. and and you get that you get that in <laughs> filmmaking terms filmmaking terms that he's doing this a lot it would have been yeah. it would take 30 seconds move on show some part of the movie that you left out like i don't know marvolo gaunt do you do you think that's a problem leaving out yeah, that's a huge gaunt? problem those, that's the only thing that matters in the book is those memories no you know what really matters in the book what dumbledore. dumbledore yeah the time harry spends with dumbledore the relationship harry has with dumbledore which is never brought up the way it's supposed to be at the end of this one she's just yeah, like he, i think mcgonagall goes like he really cared for you and i'm like i don't buy it not from the movies I think Marvolo Gaunt's a problem. The fact that Voldemort had the Resurrection Stone in his possession and didn't know it. He doesn't know about the Deathly Hallows. He doesn't care about the Deathly Hallows. He cares oh, about he the Elder Oh, he knows about the wand. Deathly Hallows. He cares about the Elder Wand, the Death Stick, the Wand of Destiny. Anyway. I'd make, I'd this, make a great this... wand. <laughs> you do what? <laughs> what was that? Did you say I would make a great wand? <laughs> like you would be a great yeah. wand? <laughs> I mean... Baby, can you, how well can you swish what, and flick? What of it? Oh, I can swish and flick, my friend. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> I'll make a great one. I mean, Ollivander made great wands. Yeah, and he's <laughs> he's super weird. <laughs> oh God, John Hurt. John Hurt in general was super weird. John Hurt was also an awesome casting. Oh yes, because he pulls off the like creepy parts of Ollivander so well. The like, man, this just dude is just a little off. Yeah, this dude is more interested in the in in what wands can be than he in is in people. Yeah, humanity. Yeah, terrible but great. <laughs> he's a little walrusy in there. Terrible. Phoenix that gave your wand its feather gave another feather just one other feather its brother gave you that scar You're destined for great things Mr. Potter. Anyway, that's our little quote <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone moment Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone. Stone. Yeah, the for the first for the person the in this chat with us <laughs> Philosopher's Stone. I actually did accidentally watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone when we were going through reading or doing this for the movies because it was the only one I could find online without paying for it. What? <laughs> yeah, and then we bought a copy of all eight of them. I don't feel bad at all. That's true. We did buy all eight of them, and I have paid for these many right, it's times. It's like I have it on VHS and DVD. I just didn't have any of them with me. I own multiple copies of the books, and I'm literally holding a $50 piece of wood that they sold me. To be fair, I have also stolen the audiobooks, but I've stolen the audiobooks because Amazon won't let me listen to the ones I want to listen to because for some reason it's decided that the regional thing is important still. I'm not allowed to listen to Stephen Fry versions because they're the UK versions instead of the, the instead of the US versions. 
And apparently that's a thing. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So if I want to buy the audiobooks from Amazon or from Audible in the U.S., I have to listen to Jim Dale. Oh. Ooh. Jim Dale versions are great. Yeah, they're just not as good as the Stephen Fry versions. I've listened to both. What, I think what I think what bothers me more than anything about it is that Jim Dale is also a British narrator. Well, yeah, it'd be weird if it was like, I don't know, Aaron Eckert. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first name that came, awesome. up to me. came up to me. Was, was Jim Dale like, I think I only heard like a section of his, but rest of Stephen Fry, but it was, is his Hermione really annoying or am I thinking of someone else? Yes. Yeah. His, his Hermione is, is very airy. She's very like, like she like worships Harry and Ron and you, you can hear it in the, in the way mm. he does her voice, uh, which, which I think takes from her character just a little bit but other than that i think he he adds to most of the characters he does he gets very into the voices like very very much so yeah. uh, from my understanding the stephen fry is more like you're always listening to stephen no fry. that's not true no no okay well Steve, but jim dale does intense, from what i've heard from what i've from what i've heard about it is J the jim dales are, are they they're focused more on the voices and stephen fry's are focused more on like a story being told to you they're still voices but it's like somebody's reading you the voices it's like yeah. you feel like it which Jim Dale is like a, a voice actor. I guess so, yeah. I mean, they're not great for some of them. Like he's sort of, Hermione's going to wake you up and scare you when you're trying to fall asleep. Right. And <laughs> I, I, Stephen, I fall asleep listening. <laughs> I fall asleep listening to Stephen Fry. <laughs> oh, I definitely have, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've listened to the Harry Potter books a numerous amount of times. Mm. More than any other book series. Like, by a wide margin. Oh, yeah, same. I've probably listened to them about as many times as I've listened to Ready Player One. Oh, God. I've listened to Ready Player One a lot. Anyway. Hey, Sophie, can I ask you a question totally unrelated to everything? Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh I'm scared now. Why do you... <laughs> I, I'm just curious. I'm not mad about it. I don't think it's a bad thing. Oh, I just, why do you always wear a hat? Oh, um, there's no reason behind it. I just sort of, I don't know. I guess it's, I just don't, I, I don't want to go like into deep about it, but maybe it's something deep. But to me, it's just, it. my head just looks a bit boring without it on. No, but I totally I get that. Yeah, Ty doesn't like people to wear hats. What are you talking about? I don't mind hats. It's <laughs> hatred for hats. I wear hats all the time. I sell hats. Yeah, you have an uh, issue with me wearing a hat. No, you just, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it was like, Ethan Because hats, hats became cool in the circle I roll in. Uh, no, uh, what was I going to no, say? No, I wouldn't you feel know, comfortable, I mean, like, in public without a hat for some reason. I don't know why that, where that's came from, but maybe it has got a deep meaning, but I just think it's i just think i look better with a hat on <laughs> you look cool but who knows i mean that's fine i'm not here to judge you um i was gonna say something else you know you know jack nicholson said something about something similar to that he says you know when i'm just walking around i'm jack but when i put on sunglasses now i'm jack nicholson. i knew you were gonna tie this back you know, to casey neistat somehow i was i didn't say casey's name i'm talking about jack right nicholson. but it's the same exact explanation <laughs> yeah, it yeah is. i knew it i was gonna say what does casey neistat, neistat have to say about it I, I don't know if you know this, Sophie, because it's not super public. He's but I decided love Casey that Casey Neistat. Neistat is literally God. I, he's not <laughs> God. He's just. He's just like. Is there a reason? What's the reason behind his glasses? It's the Jack Casey Nicholson Neistat. thing. When he has the glasses well, the same on, thing. Well, it's Casey he just Neistat. feels more. Ooh. Yeah, and his other reason is that when if he's vlogging, yeah, he can look I heard at that the viewfinder. Yeah. yeah, he can look at the the monitor instead of. And the he does have lens. very good shots. So he does have very mm. good shots. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that's that. I, I was just curious. Is there so? There's no super deep answer I, to it. Not that I know of. <laughs> Who knows? But no, I just, I just wear them on. I feel a bit more comfortable with it on, I guess. But maybe that's just because I wear it so much. That's what I now think. Yeah, it's part of your brand. I mean, for sure. <laughs> it's it's become part of the brand. I mean, I've I've caught myself on on your merch page being like, 
I mean, I should really probably buy one. Wait, you sell the hat? So it works. Yeah, they've been out of stock for quite a while. The thing is, the hat, the hat I just brought randomly, and I wore it in one video, and then I kept wearing it, and now like the hat itself is just a very simple thing. But now it's just turned into something, and now I just can't be seen without it. But I would like to change it up. But would that would that be too much for my viewers? I don't know. I mean, there's only one way to find out. Fun fact at the bakey. Did you know? (laughs) That you are the 7,222nd most popular person, oh, according what? to FamousBirthdays.com. <laughs> which comes up when I search the bakey. I don't know. <laughs> it's not very reliable. <laughs> they do know What's your Casey birthday. Casey Neistat on that? I have no idea. Uh, That's a good question. <laughs> Casey Neistat, YouTube star. He is 485. Ooh. That's pretty far that down. Is. The m- most popular person born on March 25th, the second most popular person from Connecticut, and the second most popular, Casey. What? Apparently, it's Casey Simpson. I've never yeah, heard of that. Me either. This website life. is. B- we went over this before. <laughs> is that like uh, Cameron Dallas? Do you know what no. that is? I don't either. But I remember when Vine was around. I would never. I don't. I had no idea what that guy posted. But I would see a lot of like Stan Vine accounts that would just post edits, whatever that. Like I, every word I just said is very confusing <laughs> to me. Dan Fine accounts that would just post edits. <laughs> and and they would just be like like really awful pop music to, to pictures of Cameron Dallas. Apparently he was handsome. I have no idea. He was even when Vine was around and we were young, he seemed very young. So I don't know. What's Cameron Dallas? Do you know Sophie? Um I just know him as like the Vine star. Fun fact, as soon as I typed in C A, it came up with Cameron Dallas on this website. <laughs> Instagram <laughs> star. He is the fifteenth most popular person. He just looks like a dude. The big mouth. He is, a big mouth. <laughs> he is about a year and six months younger than me. How old is he? Oh, 23. He's older than you. Mm. But into these pictures, he's not wearing a t-shirt. That's. I'm, I listen, buddy. <laughs> I just Googled. I just got quite the hair. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he doesn't own a t-shirt in these Google images, I don't think. He's the most popular Cameron, the most popular Californian, the most popular 23-year-old. See, I I think the girls is all about the jawline. I don't know why this has gone to this when we talk about the half-blood prince and now we're talking about... I mean, this website website says that uh, Jacob Sartorius is the most famous person in the world. Who is Jacob Sartorius? He's like a social media guy. He's a fine kid, I think. He's a yeah. kid. He's, He's like a, a child. child. He dated the girl from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby yeah. Brown? She's cool. All of these people appear to be like children, except for Taylor Swift. Who is older than yeah. us. Jake Paul's 21? What? I hate the internet. <laughs> Jake Paul is 20? Jake Paul was born in 1997? What do you think I he thought was? he was like at least our age. Oh, no. No, Logan is like our Are age. Are they not twins? I think. Maybe younger. Logan Paul's 23. No. What? <laughs> I'm, I I need to get off this website. <laughs> this this hot button hellscape that I found myself in. <laughs> this is the first thing I felt popular on, and I'm taking it away from me. No, I mean you can feel popular all you want. I'm not on you this list. You can keep it. Fun fact. You can keep it. <laughs> I do not get a page. Oops, Ethan Edgehill wasn't found. God so right, I wasn't. With Alan Rickman. He, yeah, you posted a picture of Alan Rickman, apparently. And I also know about your brother. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. That's quite scary. Where did he even get these? Tyler Carlin also wasn't found. We've been over this before. Wait, hold on. What? What's What's her number overall? 7,222. Oh, I thought it was in the 3,000. Sorry, I thought you were going to be beating Shane. You are beating you Ben Carlin by, by 3,000. You are 3,000 <laughs> people more popular website. than Ben Carlin. <laughs> 
something. This seems like a young person. Oh, you're beating Jonathan too by four thousand. Hey, Ben and Jonathan are both both beating George Carlin, which is you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what world is what? this? I think this is how I know I'm old. Twelve thousand. George Carlin's the twelve thousandth most famous person. Five thousand behind of the bakey. <laughs> Do you know who George Carlin is, Sophie? Uh, no. George Carlin's like a movie star. He's, he's dead. dead. He was he's a been movie dead star. for ten years. Jesus Christ. He was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He also is a, a stand-up yeah. comedian, a very good one. He was Mr. Conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I would know that. He was the voice. <laughs> no, no. There's only one no, voice. No, no, no. He, like a person. Oh, well, I don't know. He was I remember because comedian. when I was a child, George Carlin came and played a uh, stand-up set at the local Coliseum. And I was very, I was like four or five. And I was very upset that my mom would not take me to see Mr. Conductor. Yeah, and and I did why. not understand that. That guy is very yeah. vulgar. <laughs> yeah, he was originally played by George Carlin, now played by Alec Baldwin. Anyway. Seamus is nearly more famous than Gary Oldman. Yeah, this, this website is, <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> what a statement. Please don't tell him Go that. Go ahead and boost Gary Oldman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He'll find out. He listens to the show. I'm sometimes. sure he'll listen to this episode. <laughs> Seamus is more famous than Gary Oldman. <laughs> I feel like his stock has risen since we since we did this with him. Because we definitely talked about him on this. Yeah. I have his birth. I want to see who's around me, but what is that? He is the most famous Seamus. What? He's the 17th most famous pop culture web star. I don't know what that means, but... What is this website? Reaction web star. I hate what this website. That? Let's get away Why from here. Why am I 43 in reaction web star? I don't know. What is a reaction web star? I don't know. No for reaction. All right. Well, do we have any final thoughts on Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the movie? We've given it many, many thoughts already, for sure. I actually really like it. I think all the set pieces, I'm using it now. I know what this word means. So does everybody else. The set pieces, I think, are excellent. I think the the uh, the cave scene is note for note as it is in the, in the book. And that is very satisfying to me. I think um, there's... Much like movie five, there's a lot to be desired with the battle with the Death Eaters at the end in that there's a lot that goes on in the book and the movie. It's just like, and the Death Eaters show up and they literally do nothing. They watch Snape kill Dumbledore and then they leave. And that's the whole thing. And you also don't get to see a lot of Dumbledore's army in action, which is sad. Um, yeah, don't but they, overall, they fight, don't they? they're supposed to. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was disappointing. But overall, you know, it's just, I'm a fan. I like it. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but but I like it. Any thoughts from you, Soph? Um, Loaf? I like the well, obviously because I I love I love Draco, so this was good for me in that sense, seeing him go down that rail. Like Snape got obviously titles Half Blood Prince. <sighs> Few did he get more Snape memories in this or not? I can't keep up with Snape's memories, but <laughs> there is a lot. Um, I like the whole almost the first scene with um. The unbreakable valve and stuff like that. I love that. Um, oh, that yeah. is good. I'm a I'm a fan. So yep. that scene, the cave scene, Dumbledore death scene, and a few of the towel off the um, what's it called? Oh, what's Draco with the freaking bird vanishing cabinet? The vanishing yeah, have, cabinet. Have one of those in there, the cabinet. and then that's that's all I need to be satisfied with the half blood prince. <laughs> To movies wise, because the, I feel like there's some scenes in there. For example, like, is it the, well, stupid, like, I guess what you're saying about the whole teenage love scenes, like, it's a Christmas scene, which seems a bit pointless in there. Like, what just once it's getting good when Snape, um, Harry's talking to Dupin about Snape, um, saying that he doesn't trust him, and then Dumbledore's, well, we trust Dumbledore. And then suddenly it gets interrupted with some more comedy of Ronnie and Pies or something. <laughs> 
the days of the days of the days. Accurate. The days of my life. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's just. See, this is what you've done. Now I'm thinking of all these humorous stuff in there, and now I don't like that stuff. But I'm just gonna keep my mind set on the stuff I love. Well, I'm sorry we ruined Harry Potter for you. Well, I just have to think about Alaric, but that's all. Alaric, we did. A I mean, honestly, that's what gets me. Right. The I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was recorded on this episode. Or on this podcast is saying Alan Rickman played the part of Severus Snape better than it was written. 100%. So, I, I don't think I'll be so in love with Snape if it wasn't for Alan Rickman doing what he did, to be honest. He made a big, <laughs> a big part of it. Yeah, it was it was epic, mm. for sure. But then a majority of the actors Obviously. now, yeah. <laughs> like, when you read the books now, because obviously we've, like, watched all the movies a lot, I, there's some characters you still talk, you have the voices in. Like, when I read McGonagall, I hear Maggie Smith. <laughs> Oh yeah. Or I hear Slughorn and stuff like that. With other characters sometimes you don't, but uh, yeah. What good casting in these films. I just I, I want I want to be clear, Maybe Sophie. I, I love it. Harry Potter. Yeah, no. That but I feel like the casting it was a big thing. Oh like, yeah. That, if if it wasn't for these castings, who knows? Harry Potter's just so grand. You know, it's just so good. The whole the whole kitten caboodle. You know, Dumbledore <laughs> dies and that's a sad thing. But like I really I'm, I'm a big fan of the Felix Felicis scene. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a well adapted. I would agree. You know? That's the humor and, I like, uh, but I'm not. I'm not all for the lavender brown humor. I don't know how I feel about Lavender Brown as a whole. Just even in the books, I'm not about this character that shows up out of like literally pretty much nowhere and all of a sudden is like a huge deal to Ron for most of this movie. Like, why couldn't he have fallen in love with the girl from the the Yule Ball? Which reminds me, the Yule Ball was crap. <laughs> Harry and Ron going with two girls who, like, never have any relevance to the story ever. Come on, man. They're 14. They're allowed to like girls. Unless that doesn't work the other way around if you're my cousin and you listen to this podcast and you're a girl. You're not allowed to like boys. I don't care how old you are. I don't like the ending of Half-Blood Prince, actually. Like when they're stood up on the tower. What happened to the book? Wasn't wasn't the mirror mentioned at the end as well? Oh no, I'm thinking, ah, oh, these are all mixing up now. I'm thinking of Order of the Phoenix, isn't it? When he, they talk about the mirror finally, that he could have talked about with Sirius the whole time. Which one am I thinking of? Obviously not half the print because he's dead, but which one's the one where they, when they <laughs> reveal at the end that the whole time there's the, the mirror, but they don't mention it in the movies. That's, oh, that's order. It's, it's five. Yeah, yeah. At the end of, end of, yeah, end of the order book, they then pronounce this mirror that could have been there. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's it's a movie. It happened. It is. You just gotta like try and separate them if we can. It went on from for for a, a number of minutes, and a bunch of things happened. Some people did some stuff. Magic was made. Things happened, and at the end of the day, Harry Potter beat Voldemort and everybody once again, and they triumphed. And now we need to give both these movies breakfast goods and rate this movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like panicked. Breakfast goods. That's that's pronounced F F G O O D S. Jude's. Let's start with the breakfast foods and let's start with uh, Order of the Phoenix. Now, I mean, like when you think of waking up in the morning and Hold on, eating, so what if you- the real question is, what is the Order of the Phoenix? What is the oh, Phoenix you- Order for breakfast? Oh, that's what I thought oh, order was when they first when I first said it. I didn't even know, like when you were saying it wasn't like you didn't know it was a group. I was like, what is this order that he's making? <laughs> sucky, sucky. <laughs> What does he order for breakfast? So Phoenix walks into a breakfast joint. They've got everything on the menu. You know, based on based on the film, uh, you know, he wants to order the thing most similar to the film. What is he ordering? I honestly have no idea. It's a lot of it's a lot of nuts. It's a lot of side scrambled dishes, Phoenix egg. But it's scrambled Phoenix egg. <laughs> Except Phoenixes don't lay eggs either. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's just ashes. <laughs> I disagree. I think. I mean, to me. It's just a bunch of side quests. So it's like you got your hash browns and your 
and your grits. And I'm trying to think what to eat as sides for breakfast. Look, okay, in, in so England. it's the IHOP two by two by two combo where you get two pancakes and two eggs and two bacon things and two pieces of toast, but they forgot to bring you the pancakes. That's exactly what it is. What do you think, Sofa Loaf? I now, just, can I call you, you that? Can I you that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it a few times, but yes, you can. Can you? Well, that, my well, wife, that's my wife used to have a dog named Sophie. I said you can call me whatever you want, so I can stand by it. <laughs> now you made me think of IHOP. I had IHOP when I went there. Amazing. I had but, IHOP on Saturday, like Sunday. It? I haven't been in IHOP in a long IHOP. time. I haven't had... <laughs> um... So what? If, as a food wise, what would order the Phoenix be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, breakfast food. Breakfast food. Oh. So you have a lot of different breakfasts. I just eat cereal in the morning. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's like some um, okay. like cereal just about goes soggy. <laughs> or maybe like when you have like cereal but just not enough milk. It's like cold oatmeal. And you just run out. You just run out a bit. It's good, and then it just. Do- like, Run out Can milk. I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What kind of cereal do you eat? Would you know, like cereals? Probably I don't not. Know. I'm sure I can Google it. Um, I eat frosted wheats. Is that like frosted flakes? I have, no. No, no, it's like it's like frosted so like, shredded wheat. Yes, yeah, like oh, oh, yeah, okay. shredded wheat. Yeah. yeah, so we have we that, have those. Yeah, so, but all like Weetabix. I love Weetabix. Weetos. Fun fact. They, my dad used to buy them all the time from like one of the stores that sold them. Was, I think it was Harris Teeter that sold them. Uh, and he was like, this is what my grandmother always used to eat because she's from England. And they were the best things. It was just like a wheat bar that you put in milk. And it was so good for no reason. I low-key love Weetabix. What are we looking at? Okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. What do we decide on then? Is it the no is it the soggy pan- breakfast it's, it's or the is no it the, pancakes? I think the no pancakes. I agree. You're missing a an integral part of this whole thing. It's just a bunch of you know. This is this is a D and D campaign. I think I have no idea that doesn't go the way you expect it. I don't think they ever go the way you expect it. I think that's the whole point. The whole from every every person I've ever talked to that's been like a dungeon master is like, man, I had this great campaign worked up, and the group I played it with completely. F- up just <laughs> ruined it ruined it soiled it. Right. soiled it okay so let's rank let's do all the rankings for harry potter and the guy with only some blood so we need to do breakfast food first i wouldn't say first that's generally not okay. what we do first villain the villain here draco malfoy is you're led to believe the villain i would think for the bulk of the film would you agree confirm or yeah. deny i mean he is the villain yeah yeah. He's trying He's to kill guy. Dumbledore. Don't, I mean, Snape is trying to kill Dumbledore, but because Dumbledore tells him to, but we don't know that until the next one. Right. So I think, you know, Malfoy wants to kill Dumbledore on principle. Expelliarmus. Monsieur Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, Monsieur Dumbledore. I like that. My horse is only Single drink. malt whiskey. Single malt whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of diet is that? Well, they're they're pegasi. It's terrible. Your horses are gonna pegas Um, pegasus. Anyway, pegasus. on a scale of Tommy Lee Jones is two faced to Heath Ledger's the Joker, where does Draco <laughs> Malfoy fall? I don't know, like a yeah, probably. six. Yeah, probably six five middle. Yeah, middle of the yeah, road. That's a one. He to does ten. whine a lot. He is a little whiny. He cries. Sectum sempra. <laughs> can't handle a little bit of blood a little bit of blood slashed through his body i just don't think there'll be any need for me to be in charms class next year (laughs) (laughs) what you think that's funny place dad i'll be returning to that's not a name that you just read the books he's plays a beanie i know he's on the quidditch team he's a beanie remind he's on the quidditch team he's in the slug club the slug club ah You think it's funny, Blake? Uh, yeah, I give him a six out of ten. Uh, we need to the rank movies. The, the the movies on the Harry Potter. Do you list. want to do the breakfast food, then do the movie ranking? Yeah, we'll do okay. the breakfast food. 
Otherwise, we're probably going to forget it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, we so. always do. This one's got this one's got a big meaty part to it, you know. You know, there's a uh, there's like yeah, I mean this is like a this is like a you remember Isaac Carlson? He was telling us about a McGriddle. I think that yeah, fits I'd here. agree with that. It's a McGriddle. I got a McGriddle. Oh my gosh, you're gonna love this. So in America at McDonald's. We have this breakfast sandwich that's pancakes filled with syrup are the buns. Oh my okay? god. And then, and then <laughs> you've got syrup, sausage, egg, and cheese. Oh my god. <laughs> that is vile. It's disgusting. Yeah, but it's delicious. It is literally it's not it's good, it's but why, it's so why? good. I think the whole bacon on pancakes with syrup. Like, just keep the, the pancakes and syrup just sweet. Bacon pancakes, yeah, make a bacon pancakes. Take some bacon no. in and put it in a pancake. I would never you don't strike me as an Adventure Time guy. Uh, I strike you as the kind of person that's seen that video where it's set to Empire State of Mind. I love Empire State of Mind. What a track. But yeah, so that's what I think we're looking at here because you've got, you know, you've got Albus Dumbledore literally dying, okay? But you've also got some real comical scenes. You've got the whole Lavender Brown thing. You've got the... With the, with the pincers. Farewell, Aragog. Aragog. I love Fag Aragog. in that scene. Just does one line, just the... <laughs> um, and you've got Slughorn, who's actually pretty funny. I mean, he's supposed to be rather rotund. So you know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my sausage egg and cheese McGriddle, which I'm I just want to vomit thinking. Yeah, about, but I also kind of want one. Can I Google image this? But I, yeah, I also cool? kind of want one. A, a McGriddle. Mick M-C-G-R-I- M- 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 Oh, it's come straight up. I put muck and it come on. <laughs> Wait. Introduced in 2003. Maybe. It's been around that long. Okay, maybe I'll just muck. I mean, it, it it looks like a sandwich. Oh, I see. I'll, I'll oh my god, it actually put the M on top of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Extra touch. <laughs> Endless branding. God. Tyler still hasn't figured out that he can just. That's actually pancakes. I dragged it over. <laughs> I have no idea why it doesn't work like that. For me. That is a really high definition picture of this grill. <laughs> 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 so big <laughs> listeners i just want you to know that tyler just shared a picture of mcgriddle with us and it's just 90 percent of my screen and i can see the bacon glistening <laughs> oh my. that's actually pancakes not bread that's yeah, pancakes with syrup no, in <laughs> with syrup in them. and then they don't say they do this but they when when you get it some of the syrup drizzles into the rest of the sandwich oh, so like if you were to separate it out everything would still taste like syrup making pancake bacon bacon pancake but i'm gonna say this is sausage Sausage. so yeah if you if you sausage. click down one you'll find a much less high definition picture of a sausage mcgriddle yeah it's just a sausage with the bacon yeah i think i yeah. still don't get the whole pancakes with and then there's an egg mcmuffin next to it which is what do you mean you don't get pancakes with meat what do you eat with your pancakes just, syrup, just sweet stuff some blueberries on there. Blueberries. blueberries. <laughs> Sainsbury's. <laughs> blueberries. I'm sorry, I get so caught up in accents. Um, oh, we are way past time. So we've got... <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Just... here. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. Deluded. I'm so, so sorry. I'm just spending my time uh, with muck griddles, what are these called? <laughs> muck griddles. I love how you can't say it. Mick. Uh, Mick griddle. Mick or muck? Mick. Mick. I just I always just say McDonald's. I've never shortened McDonald's. You can say Mac you can say Mac Riddles. I'll accept okay. that. Except it's not McDonald's, it's McDonald's. Oh my god. It's like god. Irish. I haven't said this enough to even know. It's like Irish. <laughs> just imagine you're talking to Seamus McDonald. Muck. Muck McDonald. That hurt. This is for like the British view um viewers, but like creamy muck muck, they might know what that means. 
Uh, is that some sort of sexual thing? <laughs> no. McDonald's. It's, 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 on a, it's on a children's McDonald's. program, a British one. McDonald's. But that's M- how I remember it. McDonald's. From now on. I, I can't. That hurts. How does your How does your throat make that noise? <laughs> I I'm shook. All right. So we need to rank these within the oh, Harry God. Potter verse. Uh, I think they go. I have actually no idea. We're gonna need to have this full conversation. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're, what, what's our current ranking for? I don't know, what? dude. What I have no idea. Ranked? They're both. All right. Um, I can, I can pull up our Patreon so page. Which are they better to? than Goblet of Fire? No. Yeah, are they better know. than Sorcerer's Stone? Are they better than no. Chamber? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that doesn't leave us a whole lot of room, but there's some room in there. Anyway, so both of them are better than Chamber. I, I'm gonna say five is better than six. Six, six is better. Yeah, six, six is better. Than five. Right. That's, that's I fine. I don't, I don't really care to fight four. that much. <laughs> six would be better than five. That's fine. Okay. So most importantly. We have to put it on our big, bi- our big board, our big list. Uh, so now you are you a Marvel fan, Sophie? Uh, I wouldn't say like Die Hard. I just watch whatever is on there. Well, I just do a bit of like I, no, I need to get into like the whole Avengers scene, but I just literally just do like the Spider Mans and the Guns of the Galaxies. <laughs> you may not be super helpful to this conversation. Then I'm just gonna be really honest with <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Because <laughs> on our big list <laughs> of every ahead. movie we've ever Go ranked, um, there are four movies between Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets and Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone, and one of them is Star Wars, which you said you haven't watched. And three of them are Marvel. So uh, I'll tell you one thing. I feel bad. I think I feel like we really brutally ranked Ant Man and the Wasp. We did not. Ant Man and the Wasp is terrible. It's not better than Ant Man One. That gave Uh, it very little room. Is there more than one Ant Man? Yeah. Oh god. It's in theaters right now. (laughs) It might might not even be out here. That's the first time I heard of it. Was Ant Man? The trailers. I thought that's the first one. No, there's a first one. It's called Ant Man. Came out in 2015. You were like 12. It's cool. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) have I missed a lot? No. Was it not worth it? Okay. I mean, it's it's a good movie. You should okay. see it, but you'll survive if you don't. Anyway, uh, both of um, these movies are better than Ant-Man and the Wasp, okay. in my opinion. Thor is kind of a weird one. Do you want to just sandwich them on either side of Thor? I, we can. Okay. I'd be okay with that. Cool. That makes them Look that makes them the 35th and 37th best movie we've ever seen. Al, Al, well, according many? to this list of... 48. 48. <laughs> but then you must have... Just, uh, so we've got, we've got Prisoner of Azkaban at, at 11 and Gobble to Fire at 27. Oh. Is that bad? Is that wrong? No, that no, that sounds about good. But I, I preferred half the prince over Goblet of Fire. But that's just. Me. I mean, I can see that argument. But to me, these movies are just so filler. These two. Yeah. Uh, that, that, the now story I'm really starts picking this, back up. It's, it's changed my mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I feel like yeah, we've I just absolutely changed. ruined totally. these movies for Sophie. <laughs> All right. There's going to be a, a the bakey video that comes out Friday of this week, and it's like, the title of it's just yeah, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter is canceled. Right? <laughs> We're doing a whole different kind of content on this channel now. <laughs> this is why I need to stick with, like, with muggle friends. Because those Harry Potter friends We're doing, too much for me. We're doing reaction videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm a reaction star now. <laughs> I'm 43. I've only got a few more friends. I mean, number right. one reaction You're website. There. I mean, the market is there. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Tell those fine brothers who's boss. I bet they're not even number ones. <laughs> All right, now I got to find that this website. Out. Probably not. This website is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What's so frustrating about that website is that, like, I want to say it's garbage, but, like, somebody's uh, yeah. voting on all this Reaction stuff. Number one is Tal Fishman. I mean, I've never heard that name no, in my life. Yeah. Benny Fine is not any of these. Page 3 <laughs> is 10. That's the only one I Oh, I hate Ethan Klein. Ethan Klein is... That's the Ethan Klein is my nemesis. I, I, my, my only goal in life is to be more famous on the internet than Ethan Klein. <laughs> 
I know I'm going to have to work pretty hard at that, but... There's some people with the last name Carlin on the internet who are rather famous that I'm going to have a hard time passing I mean, myself. I think I'll have a hard time being the most famous Edge Hill. <laughs> you probably are. I, the, nobody with my last name was found on this website. <laughs> um, okay, it's 2 a.m. Yeah, we Sophie's jet. got a football game tomorrow. I can't sleep now. You just ruined all the Harry Potters for me. <laughs> no, she love Harry Potter. Stay up until 5 o'clock in the morning cutting in videos to why Bacon and Eggs is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the reasons why Harry Potter the best. These guys I mean, ruined Harry Potter. My list has been shortened so much. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Potter, Harry Potter is the best. Like, honestly, revisiting this series, it's very tough to argue for any other major franchise to be better to its fans than Harry Potter. And, and like, you got the books, like, you so. want to argue for something like Star Wars, but, like, Harry Potter is more in-depth. It's I think it's more for all ages. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's a better told story to start with. It's a better told story, and it, it gives more credit to young readers. Like, I feel like some of the, the child stuff for Star Wars, which I think, in my mind, would be the, the real number one competitor here. Um, Marvel is, is a whole nother animal. I mean, there's, like, nothing like, as good in the world as the Harry Potter book series. Right. The Harry Potter book series is is in my mind like without question the best book series and some of like the best series of media there is available and if anything and i i the, the movies have gave us well gave me this collection of props and replicas that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the movie yeah and the movies are a great thing we're happy the movies exist i don't want to ruin <laughs> harry potter for you <laughs> Gonna cry. Uh, please don't cry. Please don't. <laughs> but but if you if you do cry, especially on camera, make sure you talk about how you were on this <laughs> podcast and and link to it, and so they can find out why you hate us. Exactly. All right, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and do our wrap uh, up. We are well over time, and it's two o'clock in the morning for Sophie. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs. As always, I'm Tyler Carlin. He's Ethan Edgehill. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at AmeriCarlin. That's really hard to just say, so just look down in the description. You'll figure it out where it is and how to find me. Ethan's at Wow Now, the O's are zeros. Uh, Sophie has joined us this week. She's been an absolute delight to have a conversation with. She's Bakey Films, The Bakey. She's all sorts of things. We'll put all of her information in the description below as well. Uh, this has been a super fun episode talking about Harry Potter and the Prisoner. Nope. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince as well as Harry Potter and the Order of the phoenix uh this series has been an absolute blast so far next week we'll return to talk about harry potter and the deathly hallows parts one and two joined by anna brisbane better known as brizzy voices 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 lose the ability to say voices at some point voices brizzy anna brisbane brizzy voices it's it's an inconsistent a, it's like the word czar it stresses me out <laughs> make sure you um, tell her that i will not i will not do that um but thank you so much for listening thank you so much to our friends over at patreon and to our friends in the facebook group which you can join it's totally free for everybody there's a link in the bio it's totally free we have a lot of fun over there we try to post content every day uh that's all i've got even what do you what what do you what do you Sophie, uh, say goodbye to the people goodbye people it's been an absolute pleasure having her on <laughs> Here. He's been Tyler Carlin. I've been Ethan Edgehill, and she's been at the Bakey. And until next week, Arrivederci. Albus Dumbledore. It's an inconsistent. Z- 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 z-